In reality television, the people are represented by two separate but equally obsessed attorneys. This is their podcast. Hi, I'm Ceci. And I'm Angela. And this is the Bravo Docket. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, legal team. I just saw the Barbie movie last night and I loved it. And I think I caught a pretty cool legal Easter egg that I wanted to share with y'all in this legal brief. So at the very beginning of the movie, stereotypical Barbie, which is played by Margot Robbie, is watching lawyer Barbie argue a case to the Barbie Supreme Court. This happens very fast. And I haven't been able to find a clip of this part of the movie online to confirm. But I believe lawyer Barbie was quoting the dissent in the Citizens United case. And this is really cool as an Easter egg in this movie for a lot of reasons, which I'm going to talk about. But if you are unfamiliar with the Citizens United case, back in 2010, a conservative nonprofit group called Citizens United challenged campaign finance laws enforced by the Federal Election Commission. And a 5-4 all-male majority of the Supreme Court sided with Citizens United overruling longstanding federal law, which Justice Kennedy stated in the very first sentence of the majority opinion, and John is going to read that first sentence of the majority opinion for us. Federal law prohibits corporations and unions from using their general treasury funds to make independent expenditures for speech defined as an electioneering communication or for speech expressly advocating the election or defeat of a candidate. Justice Kennedy justified the Citizens United opinion in part by stating that If the First Amendment has any force, it prohibits Congress from fining or jailing citizens or associations of citizens for simply engaging in political speech. And Justice Kennedy went on to say If this rationale were to be accepted, however, it would permit the government to ban political speech simply because the speaker is an association that has taken on the corporate form. The practical effect of the ruling in Citizens United is that corporations and other outside groups can spend unlimited money on elections. And this is oversimplifying, but by essentially holding that corporations have the same free speech rights as people. As a result of the Citizens United ruling, Corporations can now spend unlimited funds on campaign advertising if they are not formally coordinating with a candidate or political party. Okay, so now back to the Barbie movie. The way this ties into the Barbie movie is so clever. I believe Lawyer Barbie quotes the following from the Citizens United dissent, which was joined by the only two female Supreme Court members, Ginsburg and Sotomayor. Again, caveat, I just saw the movie last night, but if my memory is correct, Lawyer Barbie quotes some portions of the Citizens United dissent. Quote, the distinction between corporate and human speakers is significant. Although they make enormous contributions to our society, corporations are not actually members of it. They cannot vote or run for office. 
their interests may conflict in fundamental respects with the interests of eligible voters, the financial resources, legal structure, and instrumental orientation of corporations raise legitimate concerns about their role in the electoral process. Our lawmakers have a compelling constitutional basis, if not also a democratic duty, to take measures designed to guard against the potentially deleterious effects of corporate spending in local and national races. This happens really fast in the movie, but I swear I heard some portions of that in what lawyer Barbie was arguing to the Barbie Supreme Court. And this is so clever because in the movie, Barbie starts out as an idea owned and controlled by a corporation. And a major criticism of the Citizens United case is that corporations are not people and do not have the same constitutional rights as people. And to become a person, Barbie has to break from the literal box the corporation is trying to force her to stay in. And as she starts to become human, she gains a conscience. And only humans have a conscience. Here's another way I think this is a super clever Barbie Easter egg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg served on the United States Supreme Court from 1993 to 2020. And she spent much of her early legal career before joining the Supreme Court as an advocate for gender equality and women's rights. And if I'm right about the reference to Citizens United in the Barbie movie, the Barbie Supreme Court overturned Citizens United in the movie, accomplishing what Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg said was her impossible dream to overturn the decision before she passed away in 2020. In fact, Ginsburg responded to a question in an interview done by Jeffrey Rosen and published in The New Republic in which Rosen asked her, what's the worst ruling the current court has produced? Ruth Bader Ginsburg responded, quote, if there was one decision I would overrule, it would be Citizens United. I think the notion that we have all the democracy that money can buy strays so far from what our democracy is supposed to be, end quote. I hope I'm right about this because if so, it's an amazing tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her dream of getting Citizens United overturned. And the fact that the Barbie Supreme Court does that in the very beginning of the movie is just really cool. So if you want to learn more about the Citizens United case in an easy to digest and fun way, John Stewart has some excellent commentary and episodes, and I also highly recommend reading the actual Supreme Court opinion and dissent directly. They're easy to Google and find. And reading some of the commentary and articles, a lot has been written about it since it was passed in 2010. Also, check out some proposed legislation. I believe it was recently announced that three Democratic representatives, including the first South Asian American woman elected to the U.S. House of Representatives, recently introduced an amendment to the Constitution that would, quote, end corporate personhood, reverse Citizens United, and put power back into the hands of people and make it clear that money does not equal speech. All right. So, Angela, when she came with the idea of Barbie, I had to drop everything and do a quick little appendix to the Barbie episode. So... I am a huge fan of the song Barbie Girl by Aqua. I'm sure anyone who grew up in the 90s is similarly a fan of it. And if you don't know the song, I'm sure you've heard it on the radio because of Nicki Minaj's cover of it or her sampling of it in a newly released song for the Barbie movie. So if you're anything like me, when you were growing up, you were like, how could Aqua, the band who put the song out, how can they get away with referencing Barbie so much? They talk about Barbie in the entire song. I mean, the title is Barbie Girl, which, by the way, you cannot copyright the song title of a song. Fun fact. However, you can't just go about using people's copyrights and using their trademarks freely. And Mattel, who is the creator of Barbie, obviously has a trademark in the word Barbie. So how did Aqua get away with this? Well, Mattel actually did sue Aqua over it, claiming that they violated Mattel's copyright in Barbie and their trademark in Barbie. 
and that they really didn't want to be associated at all with the song Barbie Girl because Barbie Girl put Barbie in some precarious situations like the references to You Can Undress Me Everywhere and it referenced Hanky Banky, which Mattel didn't want to be associated with that at all. So the year was 1997, for those who don't remember. For those who have listened to our past trademark episodes, this shouldn't be any surprise to you that one of Mattel's biggest claims is that they feared that people would think that Mattel had something to do with the song and that they approved of the song. That's usually the claim that goes into a trademark claim. You're using our mark, which is telling people we're okay with this or that we're associated with it somehow, and we're not, and we'd like you to stop. All right, so the district court here, which is the lowest court in federal court, found in Aqua's favor. That's why the song is still out there. And they said that using Barbie in the way that they did was a form of parody. Parody is when you're making humorous commentary on something. More technically speaking, it's a humorous or satirical commentary that uses a well-known trademark in a playful or critical manner. So usually, I mean, the person who's the target of it isn't really happy about it, but it's a form of free expression. It's a form of First Amendment right. You can make fun of people. And there definitely has to be a balance there between using the mark and then also having some humor elements. The court also found that the use of Barbie wasn't going to confuse consumers into thinking that there was an association. And they do that by looking at someone's listening to the song. Are they going to think that Mattel authorized it? And I'm sure most of you, when you heard that song, didn't think Mattel had anything to do with it. Mattel ended up appealing the decision, of course, because they can And they ended up losing that as well. But the decision is actually a very humorous read, even for a non-attorney. So I'm going to read some of it for you. It was penned by Alex Kaczynski, who was a prolific writer. He starts with, if this were a sci-fi melodrama, it might be called Speechzilla meets Trademark Kong. Barbie was born in Germany in the 1950s as an adult collector's item. Over the years, Mattel transformed her from a doll that resembled a German streetwalker as she originally appeared, into a glamorous, long-legged blonde. Barbie has been labeled both the ideal American woman and a bimbo. She has survived attacks both psychic, from feminists critical of her fictitious figure, and physical, more than 500 professional makeovers. She remains a symbol of American girlhood, a public figure who graces the aisles of toy stores throughout the country and beyond. With Barbie, Mattel created not just a toy— but a cultural icon. And he wrote this, by the way, in 2002. So this is 11 years before the Barbie movie. I'll post this somewhere, either on our Patreon or our social media. But you should really read through this if you're at all interested in anything to do with IP law. I will say IP law has recently changed, especially with the recent Supreme Court decision. The tests have shifted a little bit or may not be applicable still. But it is still just a really good read for reading an interesting decision. So basically what the Ninth Circuit ends up saying in its decision is that the use of a trademark is a source identifier. So the whole reason you have trademark is to say, hey, by use of this name, you know it's associated with this brand or this business. The court ends up saying you can't go beyond that. Trademark law doesn't let you go beyond that and control every use of your mark especially in a situation like this, where they're not trying to associate with Barbie. They're not trying to sell a product that is related to Barbie. They're poking fun. They're using it beyond just trying to identify the source of their song. So in the lower court, so the district court, 
MCA, so it's the record label behind Aqua and Barbie Girl, ended up countersuing Mattel for defamation because in the media, a Mattel representative said that it kind of made a comparison comparing them to bank robbers. And (laughs) MCA made our favorite claim here on the podcast of defamation saying, you know, we're not bank robbers, it's defamatory to call us bank robbers. And the court analyzed that and found against MCA, so found in Mattel's favor, so struck down the defamation claim. But the Ninth Circuit decided to review that because it was brought up on appeal. And the Ninth Circuit reviewed it and said, you know what, no. No one's going to think you're actually bank robbers. It's just hyperbole. You know, they're calling you pirates because it's an intellectual property infringement claim. But the very last line in this Ninth Circuit decision after they analyzed that defamation claim was, the parties are advised to chill. (laughs) Just such a mic drop. So again, if you are interested in any of this, I advise you to go look up the decision. It's the Mattel Inc. v. MCA Records Inc. 2002 Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decision, and it's public. So yeah, that's a little fun little tidbit about Aqua and Barbie Girl. That's why they're still allowed to use it, and by Nicki Minaj was allowed to sample it. So now you know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. I hope you guys enjoy the Barbie movie as much as I did, and I hope you found this interesting. Check us out on Instagram and join our Bravo Docket Patreon. We post extras there. Goodbye, legal team. The Bravo Docket is part of the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>